I'm Adam Hergenrother. This is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success. If you like today's episode, which I know you will, please take 13 seconds and share it with somebody that you like. We love to get this audio and this help that you're going to be listening to today from three wonderful uh, Project U participants in other people's hands. So uh, today we're going to be jumping into our Project U full immersion course. This course is a year long and people sign up for it and most of them are very scared when they come into it. For one, it's it's a big investment. It's a, you know, they've listened to our podcast. They know how deep work we do. It's a year-long commitment to be away from families, their friends, and their business. And then obviously the cost for the event as well too. So it's a big investment on all fronts. But what I really loved about this, this project, you, um, this group this year, and we only have a maximum of 25 people every year. And this group went really deep into the inner conversations around physicality, around wealth, around spirituality, and then eventually into leadership and relationships. And so you're going to hear from three people today who um, are going to talk about why they joined Project U, kind of some fears they had into it, what they were really looking forward to, and then really what um, also was surprising to them about the course. And I think as we've seen a theme in Project U, a lot of people get into it for the wealth or the physicality, some in the spirituality section, but almost all of the participants are realizing that they're here because of the real work that they get to do over the course of the year on themselves. And again, absolute freedom or absolute well-being, right? Being able to walk around this earth without being disturbed is... Uh, freedom, not for yourself, but freedom from yourself. And that's the real work that people are doing here today is that freedom from themselves. And you'll hear from three participants today who really talk about the, the hard things, about hard things, about really doing this work. So without further ado, we're going to jump right in. So Amanda, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, I'm very, very proud of all the work that you've done on yourself. And I love talking about the real work that goes in to inner growth, personal growth, spiritual growth, whatever word kind of makes sense for you. And one of the things that I love about you is I remember in one of our sessions, you had this, um, this kind of realization, you, you're kind of looking at me, and you're going, you keep saying that this work is hard, that it's going to be hard. And, and uh, you're like, I just don't think it's gonna be that hard. And then a couple of days afterwards, you, you came up to me, you said, I think I'm starting to get why this is so hard. <laughs> So walk us through a little bit about, you know, again, the three people that are on here today of really doing the real work. And and I love um, the the true authentic self of of what that looks like. So you're on this, this inner growth, this personal path. What does it look like for you? Well, you know, that's such a great um, thing to kick off with because that right there, that comment shows you how much work I actually need to do and still need to do. And so, you know, this journey for me is about letting go of expectations around everything um, in my life. You know, I walked in that first retreat, you know, that first day having all these expectations around, you know, the schedule and what are we going to do? And I need the answers and give me the bottom line. I'm kind of a bottom line person. Like, let's just get to the point. And it's actually um, about the journey, not about the answer, because you don't really ever arrive, I'm learning. Um, And that is hard for me personally. Like, I want the answer. Just tell me what to do. I'll go do it um, most of the time. And, And so for me, it was just about or is still about, you know, going through and letting go of what the expectations are. 
uh, that I, that I've set for myself by some random or some programming that I've had in my past. Um, and that, that, that life that we're living is just truly about this journey that we're going on. So you, you talk about letting go and that's a word that people use a lot. How have you come to know the word letting go from when you first kind of started on your path to where you are today? You know, um, it's really hard to describe that other than one, you have a choice and that is something that's been extremely powerful, um, over the last few months is just actually leaning into that awareness of, okay, I have a choice, how I'm going to respond, how I'm going to react and who I'm going to be. Um, I'm, I'm really much about doing, and instead I want to focus on, okay, who do I have to be to get that result? And I know that's like a, a theme and a catchphrase of our, of our program. Um, but when you're in it, you'll understand that just on a level that you cannot describe. And so letting go is me not walking into a room, having an expectation of where everybody needs to be and how this is going to flow and actually just experiencing what's unfolding. Doesn't mean I don't have an opinion. Doesn't mean that I don't care. It just means that I'm going to experience this as it comes and I'm going to add to it, wherever, you know, it, it makes sense for me as a, a person to add to that particular moment or that experience. I love that. When, uh, and beautifully said, when you signed up for a year long journey, right. Um, in your, in, in this, a lot of people are nervous or scared, but one of the things that I want to ask you, and I'm going to ask the other two this as well too, is was there an orientation or what was it that kind of made you go, huh, you know, I, I think I really want to sign up. It's a big financial investment. It's a big time investment. And again, one of the things we're really purposeful on is bringing people in who actually want to do the real work, right? Not the, the, uh, the kind of the illusion of what real growth means is, but actually do it. Did you have that for years kind of coming up into it? Did just one day show up? How did the, how did you come about to that? Um, so for me, I had experienced, uh, level of success in my business. Um, and I just, I knew that there was something more, um, not more as in like things or money. I mean, that's all great. I, I, I have no shame about enjoying those things, but it was, it was actually just, okay, I can't get to where I really want to go in my business life in my health, even with my family unless I change. And so I love coaching. I've done, I mean, I have, you know, coaches now in addition to project you, and I've taken classes and will continue to do that. I'm always seeking, you know, to better myself, but there was just something about, and honestly, I read your book, um, the founder and force multiplier and got to know you and Hallie a little bit through that book and started listening to the podcast. And then it was actually, um, this conference Keller Williams family reunion last year. And I was there in person and saw you speak with Hallie and you said this thing and it, it may be very simple to most, but it, you had talked about really having an organization and being a person um, that people want to get up and run alongside you, not somebody that you have to pull or you have to beg them to go with you or beg you to perform. And so thinking about it for me, it was, it started out as I want to, you know, increase my business. I want to be a better business leader. And then when I looked at project, you talked to Hallie about it, you know, and saw that it covered these four areas. It just was a no brainer to me because 
I needed it all. And so for me, it was, I mean, it was a brainer because of the investment. And I spent a lot of time talking to my family and my, you know, um, operations manager who helps control the finances in my business. And I was like, can I do this? Can I afford this? And I was like, how can you afford not to like, it's just, it's such an investment in yourself. And so it, it was, I was seeking, I really was seeking for something that was going to address me as a whole. And I didn't even know that's what I was seeking for. But when I saw the four areas, I was like, okay. And I'll be honest, like the spirituality one, that box, I thought, ah, that's okay. I'm not going to need that. I'm going to do the other three. And oh boy, was I wrong. Yeah. So, uh, well, thanks for sharing that, you know, the four, you know, health, wealth, right. Spirituality and leadership and relationships, which one were you like, Hey, this is the one that I'm, I'm really looking forward to in this course. Um, which one showed up for you? Well, the one that I, that I thought and set out was the health, mm-hmm. um, I thought was first and then wealth, um, and then leadership, but actually the spirituality piece, which we're going through that, you know, quarter right now has been probably the most in, impactful, um, in all the areas of my life. So, you know, again, it, it's something I didn't know, which was my own ego driving the decision around what I thought I was going to get out of this course. And so almost, you know, that first weekend and that first, you know, two, three months, it was like, huh, okay, this is not about, you know, external rewards or what people think. I'm, I'm someone who's always been very caught up in what people think. Um, and so, you know, my health or my weight, you know, has always been, you know, something of, of insecurity for me, but it was, it really almost immediately started showing me that this is about a really deep inner work and actually who you're going to become to use your words, you know, who you're going to become, um, on this journey, um, that will then just open up everything else in your life. I have a, a interesting question. And I'll ask all three of this just more from a personal side is how much, you know, we have a wonderful, wonderful product you class. And I, I love our product you class. It's, it's just wonderful. Um, the, the relationships and, and everything there. I wonder how many people join project U because of perceived, uh, or financial achievement that I've, that I actually have. Like, I wonder how many people actually come in there because of that, um, and the kind of meeting people where they are. I see you guys all shaking your head. Yes. Like you see, like I've built a very large organization. We've produced a lot of profit and people follow that particularly in our, our Western society. So it looks like the answer is that was a big driving factor in your decision because you're like, Hey, if he's built wealth, then he's got these other areas. I'm just curious to unpack that a little bit. I would say that for me, yes. I mean, that, that brings some credibility to the conversation, right? So it, you don't want to be coaching or taking advice from someone who's never been where it is that you're trying to go. So for me, but I did seek out um, ways to connect with you all before I joined, right? Read the book, listened to the podcast, visited you in class in person, you know, stalked Hallie in the hallway, you know, to talk to her. And so, um, Yes, I think it, and uh, they can answer too for them. But for me, it's not, oh, what's, you know, it's not always some, you know, trillionaire. Um, It just, it brings credibility and I'm not really about messing around. I've wasted a lot of time in my life and I just wanted to go to where I thought was the best, um, you know, place for me to get what I'm searching for. And to piggyback on that. So once you get into the course, 
and obviously there is a wealth section, which is really important mm-hmm. that, um, but you mentioned that spirituality section is the most important. How has that unraveled some of your thinking from initially when you walked into the course? So it really, what, we said this too at our retreat just recently. It's like, once you know, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, you can't unsee something that you've already seen. Um, you, you can't, it's hard to unknow something when you become aware of it. And so for me, honestly, it's going to sound, you know, crazy probably. Um, but you look at the world differently. Like I literally look around me and things that used to matter don't actually matter. Um, you're, you have this, I call it your motto. I don't know what you label you have for it, your tagline, but need nothing, enjoy everything. Literally it's like on record every single day, because I thought that, you know, I needed to get here in order to feel something, uh, feel a certain way, or I needed to achieve this in order to feel a certain way. And I get to actually be happy right now and just enjoy what I'm going through. Um, you know, I'm on, I'm, I'm just took advantage of a new opportunity that came my way and I'm scared. Like I'm really scared about it. And yet I just look at myself. I'm like, okay, you don't have to be scared about that. Like you don't have to have any expectations around that because you know that you're going to bring your best self there and that's all you can do. So it truly has changed the way I approach things we are not done. As a matter of fact, I'm going through project you again, because I just can't imagine not having people like this in my life. Um, and not being, you know, just a part of such a um, immersive, you know, project. I mean, it truly is. And so I just get so excited because I can actually be happy now. I don't have to worry. It's not that I don't care. I care deeply. I don't have to worry about what people are thinking about me. I don't have to worry about, am I going to achieve this or that? I focus on what's truly important, which is being the best person that I can be, giving back to as many people as I can, um, you know, what I've learned and helping them get what they want um, and being a better mom and a better wife. Like that's just, super important to, to be there, be present and be happy around my kids. Like they don't need to see my stress. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's almost as like, they don't want to, they don't need to see your stress or you can just eliminate the stress altogether. That's right. And That's right. You show up with, you know, so many people use work as a distraction and they put everything they have into their work and then they go home and their family gets their leftovers. And one of the things that I've been you know, that I never want anybody to do is be, you know, wealthy for a day, be healthy for a month or a year, or be having inner joy and peace on like a fraction of a vacation or the thought of going to a vacation. You know, it's those things are all, you know, I heard this morning, it's like, you know, you can, you know, if you're miserable, you take your miserable self to Hawaii still, right? Uh, or, yes. you know, you can, you know, maybe for a day you feel okay, but then after that you're going, how come I don't have this? How come I, how come I don't have this house over here? How can we make this longer, right? Instead of actually enjoying the vacation or it's like if i'm going to give you okay i'll give you a vacation and you're miserable and you go over here or you can go sit in the corner and have ecstasy which one you choose and it's like well i'll take the ecstasy in the corner so it's not anywhere you're going it's everything you're looking for is is inside the events that are unfolding outside trigger us right or they're thorns right or they're some scars if you get really deep into that there's built in there over lifetimes that we just we don't know what triggers it that's what we don't know what we are we know we're not what we're not right Mm -hmm. we're not the thought and that's how you you just never try to define what you are because you can't use your mind to define what you are if you are water you can't 
use water to define water, right? So, you, but what you can do is you can determine what you're not. You're not your thought. You're not your emotions. You're not per- people, places, or things. You're not any of that. You're the one who sees and experiences all of this. You can you experience all the emotions. It doesn't mean they go away. You just you you recognize them with a lightness to it. And as you as you approach life that way, the, the it's like I, I said earlier on a on a call. I said you. People have had aha moments in their life, right? Many times people have had aha moments, maybe once every couple of years or more often. Why not live your entire life so that your life is an aha moment itself? And the only reason why people don't have aha moments more often is because they're so attached or identified to some belief or perspective, right? You know, the Super Bowl just happened recently, and I use this as a wonderful example. I saw so many people get so identified with their team that they literally were like, anger like showed up when their team didn't do the certain way i mean anger not just like oh that was a great game i wish we had won right with no energy behind it i mean like physically angry and crying and all this stuff and it's like i said i'm like if you're so identified with a team a sports team that you have all this anger over somebody who does not like your sports team imagine what it's like to live inside your head where you're so identified with your beliefs and your perspectives and your idea of yourself and your images. I said, this is a sports team for sakes. You can see it outside and you're, you're this angry over it. Imagine how your life is inside, right? (laughs) I'm just unwilling to, to live like that anymore where you can use a simple, a simple example of like, you know, road rage and traffic, right? Like I haven't, gotten angry at traffic for years. Like I gave that up a long time ago, but people do, right. Just over the, the craziest little things. And I just, I love the fact that I am aware enough now to know I, I can choose every, every single day I, I get a choice and, um, project U just continues to remind you of that every day, every week, every quarter when we meet. And that's what I love about you is you continue to I mean, you're always bringing something new, but you continue to repeat the things that you know that we humans struggle with the most. And when you talk about that level of immersion, that you just have that all the time versus going to a class and leaving the class and then you're left on your own, like that has been a key factor for me, just having that, you know, all the time right there. I don't want to do this by myself. I don't want to figure it out by myself. And I'm just so thankful that I have you guys. Sorry, you didn't ask me that, but. we're we're grateful to have you well thank you for sharing that jim so thank you manda i want to um first of all i love the growth that you've had jim and and just watching you throughout the course has been um, a a blessing for sure and i always i always think of jim as like i see him intensely taking notes and all of a sudden he'll raise his hand with the like the best one or two liners that are there like and he says it with such such conviction like i got it like it's just awesome and I, I know that you're also taking that and sharing it with everybody else too as well which is a which is a wonderful blessing as well so kind of to start with you jim kind of walk us through up until you know obviously you were you were doing some coaching before and you kind of came up into this and and how did you what did you think of project you kind of how you kind of oriented yourself into into this into this course yeah thank you i actually just took a note a minute ago i wrote down ecstasy in the corner yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so I connected with you through your coaching program through Carrie as an introduction. I was coaching other leaders uh, in a different setup and um, just wasn't completely fulfilled with that. And I had gone through some other um, personal growth stuff. And a few months before I met Carrie, who introduced me to you, um, 
I finished a coaching program that, that gave me this aha of what if nothing's wrong and what if there's nothing to fix? And so I was kind of living in that space and, and looking for something deeper. I, I met Carrie. She introduced me to you. I heard you speak. Same thing, Keller Williams family reunion. And, um, and uh, Carrie immediately said, well, we have this thing called Project U. You should, you should check it out. And I think it took me about five minutes. And I'm like, well, let's just do it. You know, I didn't even know too much about it, but I, I will tell you that the allure, the draw was the wealth building opportunity to, to hang out with someone and to learn from someone for a year who has created great wealth. I was in right. The other three categories, I kind of went into it like, Oh, I'm sure I've heard this before some way or another. And, um, so joined and went and, um, it's been amazing. Yeah. Life changing literally. Thank you. So what do you think has been the kind of the catalyst for your change? Like, you know, the physicality, the wealth, the spirituality sessions that we're on and how do they kind of link together? I know we've had some conversations about that. Yeah. Yeah. All of them. And I'm looking forward to the leadership relationship one too. You know, I, my, my MO uh, had been for a long, long time control and ego. I am going to do, and I'm going to act, I'm going to achieve through my own efforts and I'm going to control it and I'm going to feed my ego. Uh, and a little bit of that, maybe even going into project you, like I can obtain this wealth through my, my doing and my efforts. And that got broken down really quick in a great way. Um, and you know, you have that poem that you've recited a number of times that I love and I'm going to butcher it, but it's, you know, the rivers flow when they flow and they go into the ocean and the ocean doesn't overfill and it just happens. And, um, and, and so that's been a huge aha for me for, you know, letting go of control, being able to see my life and all the aspects of my life and learning how to, uh, ignore being forced to look at all those things through my ego, um, and, and being able to separate from that. Um, you know, we talk a lot about the doing world and the being world and, and that distinction has been life-changing for me. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's a, a line from the Gita, which we read in the first day, which we'll read in the last day of, of understanding that it's Arjuna and Krishna having a conversation, right? If anybody's read the, the, the Gita and it talks about the, how do you identify somebody who's enlightened essentially? And they're the, the, the you know, it talks about how they're a sojourner in the midst of the qualities of nature and just as all the rivers and streams and ocean pour into the oceans, but leave the oceans exactly the way it is. So does the, you know, the, the life in itself is, is never pours into a yogi, but leaves them unchanged as well too. And I think that's part of the, the what you're saying there is like, you have all these experiences they pour into you, but we're not overflowing our boundaries, right? We're not over, we're not trying to hold on to them to create a dam. We're just allowing them to flow through to us as well. So what do you, um, you, you, you talked about, uh, kind of really the separation of the ego. Let's unpack that a little bit for the audience. Can you break that down for me as of how you see that and, and come to fruition within yourself? I will try. Um, it, it's a matter of just starting and recognizing that that is a separate thing, uh, that your ego is a separate thing and that you can recognize it when it shows up, um, and, uh, not, not identify with it a hundred percent, um, that, um, you know, you say a lot that life is a dance and she's in control. And if you're going to live like that, you have to let go of, of your ego cause you're not in control. 
those things go together a lot. And I think about that a lot day by day of, you know, if, if life is a dance and she's in control, what do I have to do? I have to, I have to get in the flow. Um, and that's going to be a really cool dance. And imagine what that dance looks like. If I don't even understand that she's in the lead. Right. Um, and, and so it's just letting, letting go of it. I, I know that's a word or a term we throw around a lot. And there's a ton there to unpack. Um, so what well, that's beautifully said, what does letting go mean to you? <laughs> living in the being world, not the doing world. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where I was before with a lot of control and a lot of ego, it's the doing world to hang on to those. And the, I, I heard something early on when I listened to your first podcast and it was, you know, your business development is a conduit for your personal growth. And it blew my mind. Like that's all I could think about that whole day was that idea. And I'm like, wait a minute, these are the same thing. And, 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 you know, the, and, and, and to, it's really just in that being learning to live in the being world, the doing stuff will take care of itself. Yeah. And I got hung up a lot on the, you know, whoa, that means we just like sit around and think about what we're going to be. Um, and it's the opposite of that. I mean, there's massive action that opens up. I'm so glad you brought that up because every time somebody starts to hear that or entertain that or even different stages of there, they instantly go, what is that? I'm just going to like, just hang out, like not do anything. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. Right. Like we have that little joke in project you like, it's just, so when, what have you learned about that when you actually start letting go? And you said it's massive action, kind of explain yeah. that for the audience and they're listening. Yeah. Well, this comes up a lot with the leaders that I work with in our business is we're, well, we let go of the outcome. Yes. And once we let go of the outcome, we're free to take a massive action. Yes. The opposite of that is if we're so holding on to the outcome so tightly, it, it prevents us from taking the action because we're worried about the outcome. So once you let go of the outcome, you're then free to take massive action. You know, I, I've learned through working with you and Project You and, and your podcast and your books that, and I've come to see this, business is this playground that we get to go play in. Yeah. And, um, that, uh, I have, uh, never had as much business success, uh, as, as, as I do currently, uh, because I'm, she's, she's, uh, she's in the lead life's a dance and she's in the lead. And when I've started living like that, it's, it's unfolded, it's flowed. And I, and I don't, I don't, I used to come in and prevent it. Yeah. Uh, Love the way you said that. It does it, and again, it, it makes every you become better at everything: father, brother, you know, sister, yeah. relationships, business, all of it. You just become better, like sixty, hundred times full. Now, it doesn't mean everyone's gonna be out there and be a billionaire. It doesn't mean everyone's gonna have this, but it just means you just become better. And there's a lightness to everything that's there as well. I kind of you know remind me when you talk about letting go, right? Letting go. I think of this as, is like the analogy of you're playing tug of war, right? And I think Michael Singer uses this analogy and either in his book or in one of his episodes. And he talks about, you know, how he's, you're always holding on to this rope and you're just trying to get 15 yards behind you. 
like you see the end zone, right? It's right behind you and you're just trying to go and you're sitting there and you try all these different techniques with hands of how to change your grip on the rope. You change your, your positioning, you turn around and hold it from behind and you, you plant your heels in and all these people come in there and tell you how to, how to, you know, reach down a little bit lower and get in your back and use it this way until finally somebody walks in like the Yoda or whatever it is, walks in there and says, Hey, you're just trying to get, oh, by the way, on the other side is this NFL team, right? You, there's no way you're going to pull them. And you're just like, I can't do it. And you're sitting there exhausted, just trying to pull every single moment, every single day until somebody walks in and says, Hey, why don't you just let go of the rope? And then and you go, well, what, what do you mean? I said, why don't you just let go of the rope? Like, well, if I let go of the rope, they're going to pull me. No, 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 no. The minute you let go of the rope, the rope can't pull you anywhere. The only reason why it's pulling you now is because you're holding on to it. In your deep work, you'll realize that there's a dam and you're trying to unblock the dam. At some point, when you get down to your last couple of pebbles, you reach down in there and you realize what was blocking the dam was your left hand. <laughs> and the whole time you're sitting there using your right hand to clean it out, you could have just lifted your left hand up. And that energy and that chi or that shakti will literally just liberate you as it flows through you. And that's the, that's the letting go part. But when you let go, it doesn't mean you just, you just sit back and, and have passivity. It's actually exactly what you said, Jim. You actually just become so much better at everything, right? When you're skiing, I know you're a skier, right? When you're skiing through the woods and you're ripping through there, you're, not, you're letting go of what's actually happening around you, but you're still moving at massive speeds and you actually get better then when you start using your mind, you hit a tree, right? Like I use this that analogy, like I literally was, I've been learning how to ski over the past couple of years. So I'm in the woods ripping and I'm flowing. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I'm like, try toning your toes this way a little bit more. And bam, like I caught a root and hit a tree and flipped over. I remember lying there. This is a couple of weeks ago, lying there going, see, the minute you start getting in your mind, shit happens, right? You just flip over for it. And, and, yep. and just, it is, I remember lying there in the snow going, I'm going to use this analogy, right? <laughs> like it's, it was one of those ones because it just, it just flipped over. And then the ego too, the, the, I think the best definition I've ever heard of the, the ego itself is Eckhart Tolle and we talked about, it's the identification of the false identity, right? It's the identification, your attachment to something that's false. And the false, and then they kind of describe that in my perspective is your beliefs, your perspectives, things, people, places. Anytime that you identify your consciousness with any of those things, that's an egoic level of consciousness. And so you're just operating from that place, which is a need or desire. And as you said earlier, Jim, you said control and ego. It's really ego that then has the control. The only reason why you want the control is because you've identified with the position that the ego has. And so then the ego says, I need to be in control to uphold this position that you've identified with. And so therefore, when you're upholding that, the ego, the control actually is not the issue. It's the identification with the ego that then wants the control, wants things to be right. You build like this like moat around your entire house and say, life's going to be fine as long as I can control the way exactly I want it to. And every now and then I don't mind a little problems because people said I should have them. I'll let them own over here, but as long as I can control them. Right. But right. letting go is like opening the drawbridge to allow water to kind of flow through there as well. Right. And that, that shows up. I can feel it because I get, I, I get way less activated by things that, that used to kind of push that ego button and, and learning to just step back and watch that, but not become it and, and not be so egoically attached to it, if that's a word. And I feel more prepared now immensely to handle any problem that comes. I just don't have to do it that way. 
Yeah. Can, I love the way you said that. It was beautiful. Can you give us an example? Because that's the first stages that people go to in their personal growth is just feeling a sense of lightness or things that used to bother you no longer do. So can you give us a couple examples of those, Jim? Uh, business example. So I'm in the business of uh, real estate market centers, Keller Williams specifically, and it's a very competitive business. And early on, I built those by control and ego and will. And I would just, when an agent said, Hey, I'm going to ABC Realty, it would tear me apart. Um, and now I just step back and it's just a flow and it is what it is. And, and they go to ABC Realty and then three more from XYZ come over and then they either come back or they don't. And it's okay. Yes. Um, and it's, it's, it's letting go of that stress and tension and control and ego doesn't, doesn't lead to failure. It opens up this flow that leads to more prosperity than ever. Yeah. It's yeah. opposite of what I used to think. Yeah. I love that. It's confronting the brutal, the brutal facts of the situation in this example, right? Somebody, anybody leaves in an organization, employee, independent contractor, it just we're, we're in a world that's very transitory. People come and go all the time. And instead of thinking it's so personal, it doesn't mean you don't fight to keep somebody or try to help somebody. But at the end of the day, if they're going to, they're going to go, you help them pack. Like I say that in personal relationships, like the end of the day, if somebody wants to leave you and you've done everything you can from a clarity standpoint, and they still want to go help them pack. I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. The only reason why you wouldn't is because the ego goes, I need this person. I need this. And that need is, as Amanda said earlier, enjoy nothing. Well, enjoy nothing, right? Need nothing and enjoy everything, right? And that's really that's really what that is, is speaking to. Yeah. So Jim, thank you so much um, for sharing that. This, that's awesome. I love, I love hearing your journey and I'm super excited to be, proud to be on it with you. Mia. Likewise. Hey. Hi. What's up? I'm just, you know, walking around. <laughs> So talk to us about your kind of orientation, your start into Project U and, and how you kind of uh, jumped into this as well. Before you get going, I always love just to talk a little bit about each individual. And, you know, Mia, you, you always, you're the, you're the one who's looking at me so intently when I'm teaching and just sitting there and like, you're not always writing and sometimes you write, but you're just sitting there and I can see you're processing it. Like you want to fight me for saying something sometimes. All the time. It's yeah. True. But like, you're trying to fight with it and kind of work it out. And sometimes we get into, I'm um, teaching these kind of like, just we lock eyes for a while while you're doing it. And then like 20 minutes later, you come out and have like a five minute dissertation about everything you went through your mind of how you work through it. And which I love because it helps really the audience with it. So um, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thanks. That's actually a great perspective. I didn't even realize that process. Um, I know that I processed literally everything. Like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm unpacking all of it and trying to connect all the dots. And um, yeah, so um, I, I've always been on this spiritual journey. And um, they're just there. I, I, I think a lot of it had to do with just the way that I grew up and some of the um, traumas and, and experiences and stuff. And so I always felt this deepness within me always where um, it was, I never felt like I could ever glaze over things. Like I've always had to go deeper. And so, um, but I, but that kind of was at a standstill for a while, um, even through all the depths. I mean, I, I did the yoga teacher training and, you know, I got into the church and I did this and I'm just like, it's gotta be something more. Um, but I just didn't know how to ask the right questions. I was looking for answers. And, um, so when you came into my life, um, and I always have Amanda Price to thank for this because she brought you to Wilmington and I was still pretty new to, um, 
to this world of wealth. I mean, I was in survival mode my entire life and it, it has taken a lot of deep work to get into a place where my, where I feel like I can thrive, where my mindset gets into abundance. And I've existed in lack for so long under the guise of everything's okay. You know, like, like almost like, no, it's cool. But like, really I couldn't, couldn't help myself. I was, um, I was, I was drowning and, and man, like, it's fine. I'll tread water as long as I need to right here. And so, um, you, you came in, you were talking about business. And at this time, I mean, I was paid, I was not just paycheck to paycheck. I was like struggling, you know, my, my ex, uh, was paying all the bills. I was paying my own bills and just barely making it. Like I wasn't contributing in any other way in my life. And, um, and that was kind of my story forever. Yeah. You know, that was my, that was my life story is always just getting by, um, happy, you know, pretty much every step of the way stressed and yet like pretty happy, like not realizing that I was, I, I could have actual joy. And, um, you, I, I picked a fight with you actually the first time I met you. <laughs> I remember that. That was awesome. You should explain something it. about my mom. I wanted, I wanted the right answer and you wouldn't give it to me. And, um, and of course that made me respect you so much more and like you so much more. And I already, um, I'm a, I'm a textbook people pleaser. And so, um, people were drawn to you. And so that made me want to be drawn to you also, but I, I, I can't do that. Um, uh, inauthentically, you know, I can't just show up and smile and try to win people's favor. Like I have to connect. And, um, and so, uh, you wouldn't give me the answer I wanted, which was annoying. And, um, Hallie, <laughs> I always tell you that you're not annoying. That stuff that you say that, that, that makes me feel annoyed because I have to actually process it. But Hallie came up to me about, something and, and, uh, she felt, and which is crazy. Cause I know this isn't Hallie all the time. She, I mean, she dialed in on me and, um, we started talking about yamas and niyamas and the rest is history. And so, um, she offered project U to me. And again, I was paycheck to paycheck. It's not cheap to go into project U. like, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, it's an expense you have to really consider. And it was almost a joke because what the money was, I was like, that's how much I make a month right now. <laughs> like I can't afford this. And, and, um, and I, and I also didn't want to take the help, you know, I wanted to, um, my ego wanted to, the, you know, bury its flag in the ground. Like, here's where we stand. Like I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll take as long as I need to. And, um, you called me, it was like a 20 minute call. And I remember thinking, Holy shit, this guy's giving me 20 minutes of his time. Like, that's kind of a big deal. And uh, I know you don't look at it that way, but that's how I looked at it. And, um, and you, she said, I don't need the money. Okay. <laughs> it's not like I need the money. Um, and, but you wanted me to have skin in the game. And I know that there were some scholarships available and that there are people that are in that room with me, um, through this whole experience that contributed to literally this massive life change. And I don't know who they are. I might not ever know who they are. Um, and I know that it just makes me want to pay it forward even more because, um, you know, you asked me to, to put in a certain amount and that was a huge, that was a huge push for me. That was really stressful. And I committed, I mean, I'm sweaty talking about it. And I, this is exactly how I felt when you were telling me to bring some money to the table. I was like uncomfortable, wanted to say yes so badly because, um, because for me, it was the spiritual side. It wasn't the financial, it wasn't the physical and it wasn't the key leadership. It was the spiritual side. I thought I was going to come in there and I was going to get all the answers that I wanted. And I desperately wanted that. I desperately, I still desperately want that, but I've learned my lesson. It's just more, more questions. It's never answers. <laughs> and, um, so I said, yes. 
And, uh, and that was a big stretch. It was a really uncomfortable, uncomfortable amount of money for me to put in. And it, it's not even near what, what the actual amount was. And, um, you know, I told you this, I quadrupled my income in nine months. <laughs> like I went from paycheck to paycheck to like, I, I looked at my tax, my W-9s, um, they all came through. And I mean, I, I quadrupled my income, quadrupled it, um, which, you know, money is money and uh, money doesn't drive me. It doesn't, um, you can't, you can't, you know, hold a carrot, like the money carrot in front of me and make me go faster or go better. It's again, it's like, it's this connection thing and I need to feel it and I need it to be authentic and I need it to light me up. And so, um, I, I would not have been a member of project you had it not been for you being like, no, 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 you need to be in this. Like, I want you to have some skin in the game. If you hadn't asked me to do that and put some skin in the game, I don't think I would have done it. I, I did it scared. I don't, I wouldn't have done it. I just wouldn't have done it. And I, and honestly, I probably wouldn't have had the same experience that I did. And this, this feeling, this visceral feeling that I have now, if you hadn't challenged me to get uncomfortable. And that was like the first step. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's uh, wonderful. I love how you have quadrupled your income. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nine months. That's it's awesome. But I, I think one of the coolest things that uh, we received as participant, as kind of leading Project U, is people from the first class said, "Hey, we're going to donate enough money so that somebody else, or two other people, or three other people can jump into this and want this experience." We have a couple of people in mind, so here's let me let me help you out. And uh, it's just it's such a really cool thing. And so we've in, until this day, we just got more donations this month uh, for people, which is awesome to help people out because it's it's making these things affordable for everything. So. Um, Talk to us about, okay, you came in here, you worked there, you doubled your wealth. Talk to us, you came in for the spirituality part. What does that look like for you in your life um, up until this point? Um, it's been the most challenging thing I've ever experienced. And, um, but it, but, and like the best thing that's ever happened to me um, because, because I'm conditioned to do hard things. That's how I grew up. And I didn't really realize uh, I had never challenged myself before I could do hard things. And other people can look at that and relatively think like, wow, like your life was so hard. Blah, blah. And that like that narrative actually diminished so much growth. I mean, it kept a ceiling over my head for a really long time. And so this, this process, um, it required me to get challenged. And, um, I mean, that was, that's a hot and cold thing that was, I didn't even get to temper myself into, even with all this spiritual journey work I've done, it was under the, um, it was under the, the, uh, uh guise of, um, yeah, like I, I, I understand things at a deep level, you know, like I am, I mean, my ego was driving the bus. We all know this, right? <laughs> like my ego was driving the bus. And so, um, even with all this work that I'd done and all this understanding that I had, the the problem of being conditioned to doing hard things is you know how to say the right answer. That's why my word this year is self-respect uh, and, and aligns with integrity. Um, to to not just say the right answer, but to like to to deeply understand what it is I'm saying and to actually show up and do that work. Um, and I'm I'm too good at the right answer. I'm too good at knowing what to say. And um, and I don't I don't learn from that when I do that. And so we we talked about Jim talked about the journey. Um, 
it's not about the destination at all. And Amanda touched on this as well. Um, when you're, when you're driven or when things come to come more naturally to you, you can get from point A to point B really fast, sometimes faster than everybody else. And you can look really good doing it. And you can kind of put on a show like, look what I did. Like, <laughs> Aren't you impressed? And, um, and you actually miss everything in between. You miss all the growth in between and all the, all of the work in between that actually helps you break through a ceiling. And so really what I was doing was going from point A to point B really quickly. And then just repeating that pattern under, you know, the restaurant industry or real estate or whatever, the marathon and like all these, it's all doing. And so the, the in-between of whatever point, well, you learned there's really no point B, uh, is that that's the being. And so, um, I had to show up differently than I ever have before. And it's, and, and what's happening, um, is I'm dying to parts of myself and there's grief with that. You know, there's, uh, it's a very intense emotion and a very, and <laughs> we, we, we joked about this at dinner that night. Um, I was trying to get you to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> something, stu- something stupid, like, cause it's a great show. Okay. Now, um, and you were saying, yeah, I'll watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when you let go. And, um, but we, you know, I said, I'd let go if it meant that I got to be an enlightened billionaire on the other side of it. <laughs> yeah, no problem. But it's, it's scary. But, um, and Jim said it. Um, he said it's it's the identification or did you say this identification of false identity? Like just let go. (laughs) And uh, so that's why it's so hard. Is that the, is that the, when you talked about, you're really good at the right answer and showing up to do the real work. Is that what you mean by that? Yeah. 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 You can't just say it. What do I think? I think I love how you said that. I'm really good at saying the right answer share or unpack that for me a little more. Cause I think sure. a lot of people are really good at telling themselves the right answer that they're, they need to hear in that moment to prevent them from actually doing the work. So what does that yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. You nailed it. That's exactly what it is. Like, um, well, I'm, I connect, like you, you said, like my process is like, I unpack it all and I'm looking for the point, the answer, like I'm trying to just figure out how it all works together. And I can, I can discern and, um, and come to what I think the right answer would be in this moment. You know, like, it's almost like I can, and I can engineer the response, but I actually didn't do the work. You know, like I, I literally, it didn't change me. I'm like, it's, it's a, it's again, it's the, it's, it's the people pleaser. It's the, I know the right answer. It's, uh, (laughs) I know what to do. And uh, it's, I mean, really it's the ego. And, um, but I didn't, it didn't actually cause me to get uncomfortable. It didn't actually cause me to self-reflect. It didn't actually cause me to get still with myself. It didn't actually cause me to, um, persevere through, through things that like, whatever the right answer was, I didn't apply it. Just, I just knew what you wanted to hear, Yeah. you know, or what some, not you necessarily, but what people want to hear. And so how do you, how do you, stop that in midstream when it starts to come out and you you find yourself going and this and this kind of goes for for any of this right for all of us like when you're going midstream like you find yourself being caught up in that egoic level of consciousness mm-hmm. oh there it is like you keep going with it how does that work for you yeah um <laughs> Uh, I've been, um, I, I just talked about this. I've been talking to my mind and then I have to actually ask myself what's really happening right there. Like, and, and, um, I had to also come to terms with that. The response isn't, um, like 
shaming myself into that. It's not beating myself up about it. It's not thinking that just because I said it and it sounds like I understand it, that I've actually done it. And so that means that I had to come to terms with that. This is going to be a practice. It's going to be really frustrating. And I'm going to have to do that over and over and over again until it becomes a reflex. And I'm not anywhere close to it becoming a reflex yet. So it, it so that actually requires me to have constant awareness. I think that's a great technique people could take away too. One of the biggest releases that I've had, that I've had in a long time came from me journaling while the ego was trying to pull me back down. And it was, mm-hmm. I, put, I took it all out and was putting it on paper so I could separate it so clearly and just mm-hmm. kind of like almost writing down what the ego was trying to say, but it doesn't say it in words. They say it in polls and emotions, right? And so it was almost like, oh, you want me to touch that? You want me to go there? You want me to do this? And it was almost like identifying it. And the whole time I'm sitting there, there's this, this releasing it because it's, you're not giving an energy and an ignored guest quickly leaves. And so when you mm-hmm. start to no longer feed the energy, cause you're everything in life is energy, everything, whether it's, you know, you have water and your water, is it really water or is it H2O or is it atoms or is it neutrons, right? Whatever level you go down to a certain level, you realize that everything is energy. And the same thing is the thought or emotions are just energy too. And so when you start to bring them into the light like that, not to give them energy, they actually start to find resolution in themselves. Mm. One of the things that I heard really um, from a spiritual teacher was that when you're, when these things are released, one of the things to do is to thank the, even the darker energy because the darker energy needs to have some sort of resolution. So it can be just kind of just evaporated. So it doesn't come back in a magnetic pole. And so I was mm. doing that with their whole release of this, like, Hey, like just, writing it out as if exactly, like I said, like it was actually talking to me. I was putting in the words, but based on the feeling of the emotion that was there. And then at the same time, I was thanking it. Like, Hey, thank you so much for just for, for trying to get me to pull there. Right. It's so you could, <laughs> Thanks for coming. Yeah, and it just, it keeps getting lighter and lighter and lighter. And that starts to create that, that spiritual stability. So you can sit there longer and longer and longer. So these more of these, these thorns get removed from you. So you don't have to walk around life. If you have a thorn in your leg, like not afraid to touch it from somebody or somebody to see it. You're just, you're covering all these things up. You actually, mm-hmm. instead of doing any of that stuff, you actually just remove the thorn, which is the deep yeah. work we've all been talking about today. You should, um, you should write a book called, uh, the memoirs of my ego from, uh, what you, <laughs> I'd read that. Yeah. yeah. At some point, at some point, um, it'll be there. It's ready. <laughs> Well, thank you all so much. I'm super proud of all of you for uh, all the work that you've, that you've done and that you are continuing to do because this is not a one-time event. <laughs> Just like anything in life, it's, you don't you know, eat salad one time, but it starts with one time. And it starts with just the little moments of letting go, starts with the little moments of saving, starts with the little moments of exercise and, 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 and really letting go of that part of you that wants to be in control or right. So you guys are just wonderful examples of, of people waking up and waking up people around you. So thank you so much for being on today. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for listening today. If you liked this episode, we would love for you to write a review. We also know it takes at least a minute to go do that. And we may not have a minute right now. I would love for you to share this episode with somebody that you feel that could benefit from listening to today's episode. So feel free to just hit one button, share it. And we'd love to hear your feedback as well, too. And we'd love to hear from our audience. And so if you have a question for us, go to adamhergenrother.com forward slash podcast and right under subscribe, there's a place for you to enter your question. We love getting questions from our audience audience and tackling on our podcast. 